Three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher, Asher Chua. How are you? Pretty good. Yourself? Um, you know, it's the weekend. <laughs> so um, I'm excited because the weekend is time to like slow down and, you know. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Man. You know, since you have your mic, I guess I should put up mine. I don't know Wait, you're coming through pretty clear. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 <clears throat> I, don't, I don't have the cool earbuds, so I'm, I'm going with this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed a lot of people use them and I was like, man, those are they're pretty effective. Yeah. Yeah. I have um I have this. I just have this mic. Okay. Yeah. Is that the Yeti? Yes. Gotcha. I was I like, I, I keep seeing people use it. I was like, I might need to get one of those. But I was like, <laughs> I'll find a way to make this one work. I yeah. I got it starting out and I was like, okay. And I watched a video as someone was talking about um tips about how to use the mic properly, like positioning it, talking mm-hmm. past it and not being like far away from it or whatnot. And I was like, okay, that that makes sense because if you don't use it correctly, it doesn't matter how much you spend on it, either $30 or $300. Like you can ruin it. it. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So how's 2021 been for you so far? It's been um, eye-opening, I guess, because um, this is my 11th year being a speech pathologist. And so I'm in this weird season of what's next (laughs) (laughs) where do I want to take my career um and so and then just diving more into entrepreneurship so I've been sitting on some things that I need to just go ahead and just do it so right (laughs) you gonna you want to put it out there to the world that way it's like hey remember back on this day you said yeah just just to keep you accountable yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so um I've kind of did that with one of my projects and Mm -hmm. so now I'm like I gotta do it now like nice (laughs) because people are asking so yeah very cool so um let let me let me ask you this i always like to start um our chats with this question who do you say you are (laughs) who do you say you are um i'm I'm a passionate person Mm. if i can just fit in a small nutshell i'm just a passionate person doesn't matter um what it is whether it's career-wise or community-wise i'm just a passionate person um yeah very nice Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Hey, that's that's what works. It's like it doesn't have to be long, elaborate. It's like if you know when you know yourself, it's like that's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I know you mentioned being a speech pathologist. So um, can you explain that to me a little bit? I think you explained it the first time we met at um, David Shan's event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. I, I want to know more. Yeah. So I'm a speech language pathologist, and that is basically a speech language therapist. So we're in the family of physical therapy, occupational therapy. You've heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people hear speech therapy or speech language pathologists in here think that, oh, we teach people how to talk mm-hmm. or you work with people who stutter. Mm-hmm. But we do way more than that. Um, there are nine areas that we have to be proficient in. Mm-hmm. So like voice disorders, swallowing, um, 
cognitive delays. So when you have that um, grandparent with dementia or had a stroke, we work mm-hmm. with them. So um, a lot of different things we do. <laughs> Um, On top of, you know, little kids with autism, um, helping them how to talk and communicate and socialize and all of those things. So, um, yeah, (laughs) the job that keeps you on on your toes for sure. (laughs) How did you get into that? Um, So in high school, I taught myself um, sign language. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got into my senior year, I was like, "Mm, I really don't want to limit myself um, and being a sign language interpreter. So I um, went to a college fair my senior year and walked up to a school in California. And you know how they are at those fairs for high schoolers. Oh, what's your hobby? What do you want to do? And so when I told her about the sign language and I love working with kids, she was like, oh, you should look into speech language pathology mm. and never heard of it. Yeah. Looked it up and was sold since. And I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people change their majors, <laughs> but I literally knew from high school, my senior high school, what I found out about the um the profession that mm. I that's what I wanted to do now had no idea that um blacks only make up three percent of the profession but it still it did not deter me once I got into it and I'm like it's not a lot of people of color around here okay all right mm. we're just gonna um do this but it, it forced me to really stay in that um because not majority but a good portion of kids that mm-hmm. struggle with learned disabilities and stuff are kids of color right mm-hmm. and so i wanted to stay in so that there were more people that look like me gotcha so, that's yeah. awesome that, that's mm-hmm. a great service to do because i, I guess you could easily become bitter about that in a mm-hmm. sense, but it, I was just thinking whenever you said not many of us, it's like, hey, but you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, somehow or another, you might go down in history or just just the fact that you're there teaching the younger um, generation and just making sure that they're um, you're accessible to them is yeah. I think it's a wonderful thing because yeah. um, I remember like similar, like you mentioned, just having the exposure to people coming in the um, like to the career fair in high school and also in college when they do the talks and things like that you see you start to see other people like yourself whether it's just like one or two mm-hmm. but people that encourage you to say hey like we need more people out here doing these things and right. i think a beautiful thing social media is doing is um it's allowing people to be creative in different in a different sense where yeah. a lot of structures and systems are very rigid which mm-hmm. somebody just built them and established them and it's like hey this works for now but i i'm appreciative the fact that people are using things like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook to innovate and be like, hey, like this is how I do things. Like a couple of friends of mine um, that are in the STEM fields, they do podcasting and things like that. And they try to um, bring different people on that in those fields and kind of give them a real life perspective of what it's like to be in that field. And Mm -hmm. of course, you might experience like positive experiences, (laughs) negative experiences, but it's like, hey, like it's still worth it if you're passionate about this thing so that's good to see from your side yeah so uh, my friend and I were uh, her name is Lauren as well and we started a podcast called speech team um, because there are just some things we do not discuss in the black community Mm -hmm. and one of those things 
um, or disabilities and raising a child with special needs. And so we started the podcast to talk about things in our field, but um, we make sure we define, like, I want to say a big word, but if we use like professional jargon, mm-hmm. we always make sure we define it because it's, mm-hmm. it's really not a podcast for speech pathologists. Right. It's really a podcast for the Black community. But I know we do have some of our colleagues that listen, but especially our non-Black co- colleagues, what we're trying to convey is people of different races and cultures have a mindset mentality on disabilities. Mm -hmm. So you have to watch your approach in talking to them and interacting with them, not saying you need to coddle them, but at the same time, don't just say, oh, your kid is, this is their kid's diagnosis, this is what they need. You need to do this. Then it's like, whoa, like you have to um, take that all in because in my experience, I've noticed that white people, when when their kids get diagnosed, it's like they don't, oh, mm, let me not say that. I won't say they don't go through a grieving process, mm-hmm. but they don't stay in grieving for too long. It's almost like, right. okay, they have cerebral palsy. Okay, they have autism. Let, let's go find everything we need to yeah. get, you know, but Blacks, Hispanics, Latinx, we different. We're like, wait, no, we're going to pray about it. No, mama said he going to grow out of that. Like, mm-hmm. we, we we don't um, tackle um, it the same way. Right. And so if you, um, if majority of the speech pathologists or special education teachers are white mm-hmm. and they have this mentality, like, this is what it is. Go, go forth and be great. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here like, no, I want to go cry. No, mm-hmm. I want want to put this on pause you just have to know how to navigate that and Mm -hmm. and so um i i never thought started a podcast that people would actually listen we the we call her well we call each other the other lauren but my lauren (laughs) my counterpart um it was so funny she was like lauren even if we only have like one listener you know i'll be happy but it um it just really shocked me uh, just how in a short amount of time uh, we have been able to grow our audience. And I guess what we've been talking about has been great. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. that, that's amazing. I, I've definitely got to link it in the notes and the description yeah. once this one comes out. And it's yeah. when, when did you guys start? August. Last year? Uh-huh. August nice. of last year. And we to date only have 19 episodes but around 1500 downloads very nice oh yeah very Um, nice yeah congratulations (laughs) i not only congratulate you for that but it's like congratulations for staying with it and staying steady like i i started august of 20 no october of 2019 Mm -hmm. and then last year i i kind of paused a little bit i took the opportunity of the pandemic and used that as an excuse to like slow down per se but yeah I got back on it this year and yeah. putting things out regularly since January. And I'm like, okay, well, what happened happened. So mm-hmm. don't dwell on it. Yeah. Like like you said, like the grieving process. I had I had my grieving period. Now it's mm-hmm. it's time to put some action to it. And it's like, hey, if you gotta pray, pray. But something that I learned. Um, from the men's prayer line that I, I I'm a part of and I get on from time to time is that um, somebody brought up a need and they were saying, okay, before we pray, let's talk through this, let's mm. strategize because it's yeah. like, 
I think sometimes religion kind of gets caught up in the sense of um, everyone kind of does like sing, song, dance, what you grow up with, what you see, but Mm -hmm. a lot of things may not always be explained. Mm -hmm. And what I'm learning is that everything can't always be explained and expressed. Like some things you just have to learn on your own. And when I really think about it, like, especially when it comes to religion or faith or Bible, you're always encouraged if you at least have the right teacher to go and read yourself, but it's easier to just kind of show up Sunday and be like, hey, teach me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me what I need to know. But it's like, as I've learned, it's like, it's good to pray as a time to grieve. But every day that you get up, you got to put some action into it. You've got to do do something like, yeah, if you don't know, at least get with someone like yourself and get the information to say, okay, this this problem is what it is. But if we connect together, here's a plan we can put to work towards something because yeah. eventually it's um like you said, it, it's more so a lot of people would say in the white culture per se. But as I've met people like you through different groups and masterminds is that it's really a mindset thing and it's Mm -hmm. what you tell yourself what you accept all has to do with what you eventually do so Mm -hmm. and just learning that um that's why i'm open to speaking with different people and just like let me see what I can learn. Let me see yeah. um, who this person is, what they're about. And I just like love the energy that you're bringing forward. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I Sometimes I, I try not to get too detailed in, in being believer with some of my my, my parents um, because I mostly work with kids. Not even mostly. I work with kids. I don't work mm-hmm. with adults. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, faith without works is dead. That You know, like that. Back in the day, people had Jesus walking around. So he was like, boom, you're healed. Boom, you're good. Boom. But, but you know, he left us with doctors and specialists mm-hmm. and, you know, all of these. Why would we have all of these different professions if we wouldn't tap into it? And so, but then you still have the old saying, you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. So it is that too. But at the end of the day, I just want people to have the information. Yes, it's a lot. Like I hold um, my parents' hand a little bit. That's probably Mm. why they get sad when I discharge their child. (laughs) Mm. Um, Because um, like I said, it is a grieving process. So when you have a child, even if they're a late talker, Mm -hmm. in parents' head, it's like they're not perfect. You know, Mm. we have this idea of when we have children, they come out, they're great. There's nothing wrong with them. But if anything's wrong with them, like they have a bad heart or they have some type of delay, uh, whether it's a physical delay or a speaking delay. And we just stay in that grieving stage sometimes a little too long. Or um, like you said, uh, we'll go to the prayer line and pray for, you know, but yeah. but we won't seek out um, um, any help. And on our podcast, we, t- we talk about that. So probably one of my favorite episodes is called um, Black tears, black fears. Mm. And so we talk about how the black community is not necessarily afraid of special education, but um, you don't have to dive into too much research to know that there was a period of time that they were over diagnosing black kids in, Mm. in special education. And so knowing that, knowing that there's a lot of mistrust between the white community and the black community, just in general, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really hard to send a room full of white people telling you that your child uh, is struggling in reading the math and they need to be put in another classroom. Like It's just hard. It, It is what it is. 
Um, but at the same time, you do a disservice to your child if you sit there and be combative and say, oh, no, they're fine. Leave them where they are. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it, so we have these conversations or I like to have these conversations to say, OK, let where's the middle ground? I get you have this mentality. I get it. I had it. I saw it. I worked in the school system, saw a lot of things. That probably shouldn't have happened, but um, because I can truly say when I was in the school system, I was an advocate. I probably should have said I was a passionate advocate back to your <laughs> question. But, you know, if I see something, mm-hmm. like, no, let's look at the whole child. Um, and so I always encourage my parents to don't skip a meeting because yeah. if you are not there, they're going to make a decision about your child. So go to the meeting, ask questions. Mm. You don't have to sign anything that day. A lot of people don't realize you don't have to sign anything that day because a lot of those meetings are like two three hours long that's a lot mm-hmm. of information to take in um so yeah i one of my parents was like why don't you just come with me i was like no because i'm not gonna be around forever you have to learn how to do it all by yourself um but that's why i think it's so important that we raise awareness in these professions that you don't hear about like mm-hmm. special education teacher speech right. language pathologist occupational therapist mm-hmm. um vision impairment teacher deaf ed you know mm-hmm. all, all of the all of right. these services that are in the school system and even some of them are out of the school system it, it's not a lot of <laughs> right. i call them mailing drops you know it's not a lot of <laughs> mailing drops okay and so um i know our profession um because i'm a part of the black association for speech language pathologists and we have been well COVID kind of messed it up but Mm -hmm. in 2019 we started going to predominantly black high schools wherever um our convention was whatever Mm -hmm. city our convention was in um to promote our profession because i remember in college people like oh what's your major i was like oh i'm I'm gonna be a speech language pathologist they were like we have that here what is that like right. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you find that at well yeah what what is that and and i would get adults and and they were like what's your major i was like oh speech language pathology they were like what are you gonna do with that become a speech language pathologist and they were like oh okay right. they know what they, that they no clue what you're saying no clue <laughs> no clue no clue at all but like you said with people um utilizing social media more i feel mm-hmm. like my friends um and even my family they really know now like or have a better idea of what mm-hmm. I do um, because I have been slacking <laughs> and <laughs> posting. Yeah. Um, but um, people just know, like one of my friends recently, she, we were talking and she was like, I just want to let you know, you're really doing your thing. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've been a little bit inconsistent, but thank you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but it's an it's an encouragement to get get back to it. And yeah. I know for me, one thing that worked out this year versus last year is just getting back in the habit of doing one thing, whether it's just posting one podcast episode or yeah. um, doing it once a week, picking a date that works or a time that works and even working at night and figuring out, okay, like I like to do it a daily read from Dennis Kimbrough's book because it, it's been an encouragement to me. And it, it's teaching me black history in a sense, like reading the different authors that are um, doing the quotes at the beginning of the daily read. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know these people. And I guess sometimes it wouldn't be apparent, but maybe you can catch it in my voice that I'm different black, so to speak, because Living in the South, living in Georgia, people are like, where are you from? Like, you're not from here. 
And I was like, yeah, well, I'm from Georgia. I like grew up in North Georgia, but obviously like not being born in, in America or being born in the South. It's like, there are some things I still picked up and things that I appreciate about the culture, despite what mm-hmm. other people might see. They're just like, oh, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, watch out, watch out, <laughs> like backwoods. It's like, yeah, there's that, but there's also like Southern hospitality. There's yeah. knowing your neighbors. There's yeah. greeting people with respect, people of age, you call them sir, ma'am. And yeah. other people may be like, oh, like making me feel old. I was like, sorry, like I'm not trying to offend. That's just how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost lost my train of thought as to why I brought that up. <laughs> but I, I was saying like in um, just finding a book to read that just has like a daily reading, a daily word, mm-hmm. a daily thing of motivation or encouragement. That's yeah. something that I kind of use to springboard me to say, okay, I can do this every day because I'm, I'm doing it for myself. And yeah. if I record myself speaking and work on editing it, that's like two skills that I'm gaining within like a 30 minute window depending on how long I record or how long it takes me to edit it Mm -hmm. and I was like I can continue to develop this muscle and I used to be a long distance runner in high school and then Mm -hmm. found hurdles and different things like that and became like mid-distance but in being passionate like you said and just understanding more of who you are me Mm -hmm. becoming more self-aware it's really helping me to hone into my skill to be like okay there's um there's different people there's different lanes like you have people that are more um Um, driving people that are more like gregarious (laughs) how would Mm -hmm. you say like people that are like maybe monotone people that are slower people that are like facts based or driven and I Mm -hmm. as I've come to find who I am and just be comfortable in that I'm like hey like this works for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can do this regularly if Mm -hmm. I have to move across the country or move out of the country as I did before, um, I can maintain this given that I've been doing it for so long and I've made it a part of my day. And it's it's not having to go out of my way to do something that I might be interested in, but it's like I'm putting too much stuff on my plate. So yeah. I said all that to encourage you to say, I know you can do it and just be kind to yourself. Like, hey, okay, I slack. <laughs> you were getting yeah. over the grieving <laughs> process like you mentioned. And now yeah. we're going on to like, let's, let's, let's decide like, okay, okay, what work can we do? How often can we do it realistically? Yeah. If it's even like the bare minimum, just do that and show up because the worst thing that they say, it's like comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And that that's one of the things that kind of got me, you get to looking around and be like, oh, Joe Rogan is, it's like, this man's been doing this for over 10 years. Like yeah. it's made a profession out of it. So don't get uh, googly eyed per se and just be like, oh, I need all these things. It's like, eh, that's, that's yeah. kind of not the reason why you started doing that. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's funny you say that because I'm battling that right now. So um, I started, I shouldn't say I'm going to start. I have started awesome. <laughs> another business um, to help other um, speech pathologists or in anybody because uh, I have a friend who's an occupational therapist and she's been asking me tons of questions um, but how to start their own private practice because I nice. have my own private practice and there is someone in, in our field mm-hmm. who has made a business out of it and I've been looking at her like should I tell her I'm starting mine would mm-hmm. I be in co-? but it's funny it. because she posts all the time mm-hmm. that she's not in competition with anybody. Like she, if there are other people who want to do it, she, and so I'm, but I've just been sitting on it. Like I, I, <laughs> I did a, I did a, a clubhouse a couple of weeks ago and people like, Oh, I missed it. Are you doing it again? And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do some more. So this upcoming week I'm doing three 
And my, <laughs> let me tell you, so <laughs> on Monday, I'm going to be on Clubhouse with some heavy hitters. And I was like, Lord, how am I in this number? Because I'm, I'm still, I don't want to say in fear mode, but let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't really fully started. But the funny thing about it is the Clubhouse is about how um, it's for speech pathologists and how to basically have side hustles and, you know, have other businesses. And I'm like, how did I get at it? Because I'm really not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really you're, not there. You're there. You said it. You started. Yeah. And so I, I told my, my friend, I was like, I'm supposed to be launching a masterclass. I keep saying I'm going to launch a masterclass. She's like, girl, you need to have it together. So when you do that clubhouse on Monday, it's not I'm going to. It's like, here's the information. Here's how to find me. And I'm like, do, am I? Do? Well, that's true. Because how can I sit here and talk about side hustles when I haven't fully launched that aspect? Like, I've I've done consultations and made money from that, but like mm-hmm. obviously doing master classes is like a big thing. And it's, it's just a title. Just, yeah. And I just, I just need to do it. Like, yeah. I, but you know, you look at stuff, it's almost like also I want to start a teacher company. And so it's mm-hmm. like, but no, I need to ship it out. No. Why don't you just get one of those websites that do that for you? Like it's, <laughs> you, it's almost like when you have too much information and yep. you're looking at how other people are doing it. And you don't necessarily have to do it that way. Right. So that's just where I am. I got you. I, <laughs> I've been there. I've been out. there. I know exactly what you're saying. It's like, on the one hand, um, I was in this group before where we called it the uh, the chameleon call is based off of like the disc assessment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but like mm-hmm. I've talked about it a couple of times, but like the disc assessment is like a very popular behavioral assessment, which talks about the tendencies in the how people behave, whether it's dealing with problems, people, pace and in their environment. Mm-hmm. And we were the pace group or the um, S's as they would call them. And um, we have a tendency as being like support role oriented as being like getting constipated off of if information because it's like you get so much information you get so many things that you want to try like this person's doing this this person's giving you this advice that and the other and it was like okay the best way to kind of combat that is to start having like a healthy diet or ration of okay this is what I can consume but then mm-hmm. when I go into production mode I obviously can't be consuming everyone else's content because I I need to be editing. I need to be reviewing what I'm doing. And for me, for instance, it's like I'll listen through the podcast after having recorded it to like pull a clip or something to mm-hmm. to put out to be like, hey, here's a preview of the podcast for the week. But I think since episode number three, like this week was episode 53. But after episode number three, I was like, yeah, this editing thing, like going through the whole thing, trying to edit it. No, it's not working out for me. Like somebody might think or might tell me, oh, you have a tendency or you're very organized. You have the ability to do this. You're technical. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but not 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 in this case. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so it's like, I know myself enough to know I tried this for a while. It didn't work. Right. So yeah. thankfully, it's not my skill set. <laughs> right. Thankfully, I reached out to somebody, found help and they were like, oh, yeah, like, I like where you're going with this. Go ahead and get um, start to like bunch episodes together like reach out to people get Mm -hmm. get organized like get try to get 15 people so that you can really put this thing out like once you put out the first one don't let there be a lag in between like put one out each week 
And I was like, okay, cool. So from the time we talked, I reached out to people and I was like, I came back to him. It was um, Donald, the voice. And I was like, hey, I got I got 30 people. And it's like, <laughs> I just recorded five this weekend. He's like, oh man, that's awesome. Like we had a yeah. conversation. It was like, I'm proud of not just like the passion, but it's like, I'm proud of the execution that you're doing as a follow-up because it's like, you not only did what I told you to do, but you doubled in doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's initially, I was worried about like, oh, how's this going to look? Like I'm using my webcam for my computer it's kind of grainy i tried a different webcam a few episodes ago and it's like it didn't quite work out mm-hmm. and i was like just go back to what works and even during the times now from 2020 everybody jumping on webcam everybody's creating stuff it's like there's not a lot of stuff that's like highly produced but i mm-hmm. think the thing that comes through is the quality of people like yeah talking to everyday people you see like the humanity in the other person and you're like i'm really learning more about myself as i'm learning about them and i I feel like each person that I talk to teaches me something and I'm like, okay, it gives me an opportunity to reflect, to be like, okay, (laughs) I can do this or like, there's no, there's no sweat about it. So I, I believe this would be a good launching point for you to just be ready for this weekend because you kind of shook off the cobwebs, you know who you are, you're a passionate yeah. person. Yeah. So you're going to do it with passion and yeah. it's just revert back to some of the things you've already done and just be authentic in that and just step into it boldly that this mm-hmm. is who I am. It doesn't matter who's in the room. And if you got to mm-hmm. reach out to the lady that's um, in that space, that's open, yeah. just reach out because... <laughs> A lot of times we might put people on certain pedestals and like Mm -hmm. they may not even want to be on that pedestal. They're just like, hey, I just got here based on what I've been doing. The world might pick you up today and then just drop you tomorrow. So, yeah. And she and she follows me on Instagram. She's going to be in the clubhouse, too. So I'm just like, awesome. How How did I get here? (laughs) But, you know, I truly believe in favor. I truly believe in um, God placing people in your life to pull you up. Um, So one of my friends, she helps people get school contracts. So you know how Mm -hmm. people contract themselves out. They usually go through a a company, but she has master classes where she teaches you Mm -hmm. how to do it yourself um, and take out the middleman. And so every time she does stuff, she's always pulling me in. And I know that's her way of saying, you need to do this. I mean, she's told me, you know, on the phone and via text, but she's always including me, always tagging um, my business um, Mm -hmm. because I'm one of those people who have different accounts. Um, I know there are people who like you should have one account, but um, in my head, it makes sense to have separate accounts because I have Mm -hmm. my private practice. That's really for parents and for for people to learn more about um, uh, speech therapy. Mm -hmm. But then my business to help people start their private practice that's a whole Mm. nother thing and then my personal one it is public um but it's more so for me and my colleagues and Mm -hmm. for me to post some personal stuff yeah um so they all have their own (laughs) purpose that's smart smart. you're not trying to just put everything in one bag and people are just like wait one day she's here another day yeah exactly what's going on here because then you might have people that'll stop unfollowing you you have to know your audience right? right So um, since I have SLP behind my name, Mm -hmm. of course, I have speech pathologists trying to follow me because they're like, oh, another. So why would I post about stuff that's really for parents? 
right. to my colleagues. Like that doesn't work. So right. anyway, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think I, I know, I think I know yeah. I've been overwhelming myself with looking what other people are doing and having all of this knowledge. And it's like, you just have to get out the boat and just, and just go. Yeah. So, so yeah, that is going to be my 2021. Uh, look, we almost midway and I'm just, just hey. time to get out the boat. <laughs> you're, you're on your way. You're, you're rowing up to the shore. You're about to step out and just walk on dry land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I, I guess um, I think I, I may have asked this before, but uh, maybe I'll ask it in a different way. What would you say is something you gained from 2020? Mm, the importance of time. Mm. The importance of time. Um, I don't know about you, but um, because I'm involved in other things outside of my business, uh, is we had to step up. So um, mm. the board for the National Black Association for Speech, Language and Hearing. And so when we canceled our convention, it was just like, OK, what are we going to do? <laughs> and so um, I became very busy. And mm. so my family was like, you're always on the phone. You're always doing something. And the more you, I saw like people passing away, whether it was COVID or just because it was their time, mm. um, I had to like pivot. I'm like, OK, I want to be this career woman, but um, time is not on our side sometimes. And so mm. we I have just learned I need to be intentional about balance, about blocking out time to say, you know what? No, Saturdays are my family days. Yeah. Or, or if I'm going to do something on the weekend, it is going to be something small, something that um, won't take a lot out of me. Um, and that's it. <laughs> and right. so um, I had to find that balance because um, COVID shifted a lot of things and mm-hmm. it, it has caused people to, I feel, work more mm-hmm. um, and a, a little harder. <laughs> and so everything has gone online. So you're in a chair more, you're on a computer more. And so I have definitely the thought of just time and um, making time for my family and finding that balance and, you know, being this serial entrepreneur, but also in building my career, but also mm-hmm. like balancing family life. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Like, man, I don't even want to hold you too much longer on that one. Just, like, just tell the people where to find you. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> But I, I like that because um, when you talk about time, I, I recently went to an event that was canceled last year, but was able to be had this year with um, Eric Thomas and like the phenomenal life that they do, like a retreat vacation, oh, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. like vacation and learn. Oh, and the one in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So nice. I was able to make that. And like, I just, I was telling uh, my coach yesterday that I was very intentional about going into it with the right mind frame because initially mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go through all like the restrictions, doing the test to travel, getting there, wearing the mask the whole time. I was like, uh, like maybe I just don't go. But I was like, no, like you've paid for it. You're going for these reasons and mm-hmm. go in it with your right mind frame. And one of the things that he highlighted once we got there was um, like COVID really revealed things. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. see the negative in it. 
And it's like, it revealed a lot of things. And also it really put a focus on time because we kind of forget being comfortable having our primary needs met that everyone's guaranteed to die. Like Mm -hmm. it may sound harsh, kind of like you were saying with like Mm -hmm. diagnosis and disabilities that come up or people may have to work through. But it's like, if you're going to be true and honest, it's like you're going to die. So write Mm -hmm. down your death date and do something to live intentionally. People say things like seize the day or like... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, like some people, people may say, oh, they're so optimistic or they show up in a certain way. It's like, well, some people are more aware that tomorrow's not promised. So showing up, respecting the small things that you do in your day to day and respecting those around you. I think it it, it really, those are some of the things that they spoke on that really resonate with me still now, because that was at the start of the month, end of April. Mm -hmm. And I'm slowly going through and unpacking a lot of the things that were said, but I was like, you know, I'll just go one page out of time of my notes or I'll look at something. And if I just need to work through it through my day to day, I have a tendency mm-hmm. to plan a lot. But I was like, I can't clean. <laughs> I can't keep planning for life or keep planning to plan to plan. It's like mm-hmm. if I have something in I my see. head, I just need to <laughs> go do it. It's like yep. I'll write it down. I'll journal it, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go do it. So it's like I said, I need to pay this bill or I need to call. I was like, OK, pick up the phone and call. Oh, there was a fee. It's like, OK, hey, got this fee what's going on and it's okay I got it done (laughs) that's the only thing that I did today like I did something that I set in my mind to do Mm -hmm. and even with podcasting now it's like oh this would be great to do these things so I was like okay let me see how I can get organized I Mm -hmm. ordered a a podcast planner that somebody else had put out and I was like yeah maybe I could do this in the future but let me not be selfish and let me get a tool from someone that's already done it more effectively than me Mm -hmm. I write down the dates in my calendar it out to the week start maybe with the person's name have like some questions or something like that and I was like I'll get to it as I plan it out but it's like I'll plan a little bit and I'll do mm-hmm. more plan a little bit do more and it's like if I don't have a chance to just like plan it out write it out like write out the script and everything it's like mm-hmm. that's okay yeah. <laughs> like life goes on because I'm like at least I've given myself the opportunity with this platform to just be like you're talking with a person so just be genuinely yourself like mm-hmm. say the things that you have in mind and not having it overly planned and I think I gave you like two questions that I like to ask, but yeah. like just having that fluidity of it, it's like there's no restraints on it. There's no like, mm-hmm. oh, like, hey, how do you feel about this political climate? And this is like, no, 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 I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. We're not. None of that. I think I told yeah. somebody from work, they started going into something politically related. I was like, you can talk about it, but I'm not going to listen or I'm not going to respond right. the way that you think I'm supposed to respond. So it's like, mm-hmm. just to not upset you. I'm just like, no, no, keep that to yourself. Like right. I'm I'm different. Like I think different. I talk different because I, I want to be different. Like right. I thought and talk the way that you're talking. So I'm not holding it against you. It's just, yeah, this year is different for me. So it's like yeah. last year, we got through a lot of things. I don't want to revisit any of that. No. It's done. And done. <laughs> right. What's well, that? It's that. Let's just just move on. And I I'm hoping that not only this pandemic is giving people or have shown people the importance of time, mm-hmm. time management, time balance, all of that. But I hope it it helps other people to pivot. Like I'm pivoting. Like mm-hmm. it was like, okay, with my private practice, obviously my caseload took a dip for a little mm-hmm. bit, just not building it up. But in my head, I'm like, you know, I can't be on this floor forever with these little babies. <laughs> you know, I can't. <laughs> 
I can't put all into this and my parents still don't listen to me sure. or they still don't don't they or they treat me unfairly because they know I'm mobile like mm-hmm. not telling me your kid at school and, and I'm wasting gas you know stuff like right. that now so I was like okay there has to be other ways to make money but still keep my passion of being a therapist and so that's what birthed the whole thing about you know helping people start a private practice because over these five years of having mm-hmm. my private practice I can't tell you how many of my colleagues I have helped them start mm-hmm. and their practice and there are a few of them they were like you need to make a business out of it they said it years ago right. and so when I'm like baby crawling it right now they're like listen you've been doing this <laughs> just go do it like I don't right. know why you you are so hesitant about that. Um, and then just passive income. I, I, you know, COVID has hit people different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the more I throw myself into Dave Shan's podcast and all this stuff like that <laughs> and listening to other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and how they have pivoted, whether it was pre-COVID or in COVID. Yeah. I'm just like, there's something about online courses. I think I need to tap into that. There's something about having a t-shirt company. I might need to tap into that because mm-hmm. um, I see the uncomfortableness of relying on one source of income. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the resources out there, like clearly mm-hmm. I, you know, because you watch him and follow him too. I just love David because he has these authentic conversations. Like you said, you know, just let it flow. If you really listen to these, they're really just conversations and he records them and makes it a podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you were listening to all these different types of entrepreneurs from all different fields, mm-hmm. they, they did the same thing you and I are doing. Like yeah. they, it's just, and, and I love how I can look at it and say, okay, I see what David's doing. He is trying to show everybody mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. You just got to go do it. Go out here and make this money. Like, right. I think the one, one lady recently that blew my mind was the the one I forgot her name, but she did the vending machines. Mm. I didn't. I, I was I was in my car like, yo, that's a good source of income. Like, yeah. who would have thought? That still <laughs> sticks to with me to this day because every day at work I'm like hitting up the vending machine. I'm like. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on the other side of this one day because it's like I'm feeding it I'm feeding it it's like you're getting 2 bucks you're getting 5 bucks you you're getting yeah. and it's like it's you just slide your card yeah and I'm sure I'm like and she said I, she bought her machines was on eBay or something and I was yeah. just like wait 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 <laughs> like I was right. I love under to 5 500 now. I think she said yeah I was in my car and I'm like listening and I'm like wait what and I mean I felt like uh David and and his partner she was just like yo <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go get, get one. Right. Just go get one. Right. <laughs> She's like, when are we doing this? <laughs> Let's go get one. That was like, what? And I can't believe this. And so um, it all starts with an idea. But at the end of the day, um, in the words of Eric Thomas, you know, execution is, is worshipped. You know, yeah. you just you just got to go. Everyone started from humble beginnings. Right. <laughs> you know, every everybody doesn't start on, on top. And I, I'll give you a saying my uncle taught me mm. um, and, and I use it all the time. He says uh, that the only time you start on top is when you're digging a hole. Mm, that's good. So, yeah. And. 
and he he told me that ooh, far before I hit college and that has just always stuck with me like you have to everyone starts at the bottom at some point in time yeah so um if you think you're going to start at the top then you're probably going the opposite direction <laughs> right <laughs> that's good that, I feel like that's that's definitely encouraging the only time you start at the top is when you're digging a hole like mm-hmm. man <laughs> I gotta let that drop mic. That's one right. of those. I gotta let that breathe. But it's like on on that note, let the people know where they can find you. Awesome. Um. Well, you can find me on Instagram at sassy slp. That stands for speech language pathologist. Um. My uh, private practice is called Here to Speak. That's H E A R. <laughs> um. And you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, at Here to Speak LLC. And then my new and upcoming business, uh, Here to Speak Academy, um, is also on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm learning about TikTok. You can come follow me at Sassy SLP on there too um, and see how my humble beginnings of figuring out TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also Sassy SLP on uh, Twitter as well, but I'm, I'm a little reckless on Twitter. <laughs> Awesome. I'll definitely make sure to link all those in the in the description for people to just be able to like click and play, connect with you. Yeah. I, I'd say definitely continue doing your thing. Best of luck tomorrow. And don't be afraid to reach out to uh, a coach or just if you need help in that department, because I, I know you mentioned all three and I don't know if you're doing it all by yourself, but if you are in like running the businesses as well, mm-hmm. it can be a lot to juggle, but yeah, keep doing your thing. Thank you um it was a pleasure being here and having this great conversation with you likewise take care all right you too